Hey, good morning, everybody. Brother Scott Roberts from Thy Word is True Ministry. We're thankful to join us here today. It is Monday. Hope you're not suffering from a case of the Mondays. But if you do, hey, this is Monday Meds, the right prescription for every Christian. And it, it, it is the meditation on God's Word. I hope you stick with us. Don't go around. We'll be right back. And welcome once again to Monday Meds here, which is the right prescription for every Christian. And that is the meditation, excuse me, on God's Word. Amen. Just doing a couple household things here real quick. Making sure that I'm not muted like I normally do. I'm just still trying to do my one-man band thing here with the audio and stuff. And last week, I think it was on Friday, I came back live on the screen and... I had no sound going out on the live stream, and praise God for uh, Miss Marty. She uh, messaged me because I, I do watch this on live on my phone. In case anybody has a question or comment, I'll be able to catch that live. And uh, she says, "Hey, we got no sound," and I realize my little thing here is still muted. So, uh, but it's not now, so we're good to go. And uh, praise the Lord. This is Monday Meds. We're hoping that everything runs smoothly today, and I hope that your work week is starting out smoothly as well. If you're joining us live, thank you again so much for being with us live. Uh, here on Facebook, you can click like and share this video on your Facebook page, and then just uh, type in a comment. Let me know you're with us here. Say good morning or something like that. And if you're watching, if you're watching this after our live event, because you can see this afterwards, uh, if you do watch this after our live, make sure you click like and share again, and then also type in the comment section rewatch, and that way we know who's all been uh, who's all been viewing and anything we can do to help. Make sure you leave us a comment as well. And to all of our podcasters out there, join us on our podcast here. Uh, we thank you again so much for joining us this morning as well. And I uh, hope this will be a help and a blessing to you uh, here today. Weekend update. Man, I, this has been a, a hot, hot weekend. I, the weather has been unbelievable. Uh, but all in all, it's been a great weekend. Um, on Saturday, we had a lot of things going on with my wife on Saturday. Uh, but really, the day I enjoyed most is probably yesterday. Of course, I enjoy the Lord's Day every week. Uh, but yesterday was a very special day, and we really just enjoyed ourselves in the house of God. Uh, we had we were supposed to have some special guests, though, be with us. And unfortunately, there was a fatal accident on the highway, and they were stuck in that accident, could not get to church service. And they were so discouraged. They were so bummed out. Um, but, hey, we still had a great opportunity to hear uh, from the Word of God, from our, our former pastor, Pastor Gentry, sharing about the events going on in Afghanistan and how that affects and, and relates to us today through the Scriptures. And that was a, a great eye-opener uh, for me personally, and I know many others enjoyed uh, that as well. We have Miss Barbara Willis, one of our members of our, of our church, join us this morning. Good morning, Miss Barb. It's good to have you with us. And I appreciate you uh, always being with us here on our live editions. Amen. Um, we also had a great opportunity last night. Uh, my pastor, he is uh, he's actually at a funeral home right now, uh, getting ready to perform a funeral service for a dear brother of ours whose brother passed away. And then he has another one later this afternoon uh, for another dear family member of ours whose 
who had a family family member pass away. And so with all that going on, uh, he asked us if we would if we would do the preaching on Sunday night. And of course, you know, when you ask a preacher, "Hey, do you want to preach?" Uh, that's like you know telling a dog to sick a bone. Amen. Uh, I was I was anxious and very excited to be able to do that. And uh, we we were preached out of Psalm 11, uh, and we talked about faith or having faith in the midst of fear. And we talked about the fear that's all around this country right now and, and the things that is, is pressing its thumb on the Christian faith and those who proclaim Christ as their Savior. And they're trying to silence our tongue. They're trying to shut our doors. And, buddy, I tell you, we've got to not be fearful but be faithful unto God. And that's what we talked about and preached on last night. And I pray it helped and, and, and helped and blessed those in our church. I know it continue to help me today going over those notes again and just kind of reading the scriptures again this morning uh, was a tremendous blessing for me personally. So what a great opportunity, great services on yesterday. You just had a great weekend. I hope you had a good weekend too. Love to hear about it. Comment down below. Send me some uh, uh, pictures if you have anything you want to share with us. Love to hear from you guys. Amen. That's what it's about. We're here together as a group of believers to share the truth of God's word out into an untruthful world. So I've uh, been praying for all y'all uh, for this past weekend. I pray you had a great one and a good time in the Lord's house on yesterday. Um, make sure that you don't forget to join us on Friday, this Friday coming up, Friday the 27th. Uh, we'll be here with Faithful Friday on our podcast and live stream here on Facebook. We're going to have some special guests with us uh, here in our office on that day. That's going to be the Farley family. Uh, Brother Eric Farley, Miss Emily Farley will be with us, and we'll be sharing, they'll be sharing their testimonies and, uh, and, and the ministry that God has called them to. Some, some, a great preacher, young preacher, and I appreciate all that they do. Uh, Miss Emily, is, is, is a, um, she plays the piano. She's, she has a great vocal voice and sings for the Lord. And uh, I, I know Brother Eric does too, but, you know, got to give credit where credit is due, right? Come on, Brother Eric, if you're watching, I love you. Uh, but anyhow, they're going to be with us on Friday. I'm very excited about this. We're going to be interviewing them and, uh, and and make sure you tune in so that you can kind of get to know the Farleys a little bit better. Uh, they're actually going to be in our church on Sunday night for our Singspiration event uh, for the end of the month and really looking forward to that as Brother Eric will be preaching and Miss Emily and they'll, they'll all be singing and playing for us on Singspiration night and really looking forward to that. So make sure you tune in to us on Friday here on Night Word is True Ministry, and you can catch us live on Facebook, and of course, will be our podcast will be sent out as well, so you can catch us on our podcast and be able to hear that interview on Friday. Uh, I want to shout out a happy birthday to Brother uh, Andrew Tucker, pastor out at Grace Baptist Church in Ekron, Kentucky. Uh, brother, I know we don't know each other very well. I, I was able to have the opportunity to meet you over at Linden Independent Baptist Church. Uh, during one of their, uh, their their preacher Saturdays, and uh, it was a, it was a blessing to get to know you. And I've uh, been watching your services online, and I've been praying for your church. And buddy, I tell you, I really appreciate all that you're doing and the work God has called you to do at, at Grace Baptist Church. And I just want to wish you a happy birthday, brother. I hope you're watching, and if not, that's okay. We're still going to shout that out to you, and pray the Lord give you a great day today. Amen. All right, let's get to our Psalm of the Day. Psalm of the Day, before we get to our devotion, is coming out of Psalm 56, verse number 3, where the Word of God says, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In a time where fear is running rampant in the lives of Christians today, we need to get back to Scripture, and we need to get back to trust in the Lord. As David wrote, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And that is that is a, a focal point 
uh, in my personal life here lately is that I, I don't want to live in fear. I don't want to live and say, you know, I'm afraid to say anything for Christ because of what may happen to me. I have come and resolved to the decision in my life that I'm a born-again child of God. I, I have a father who is a king. <laughs> He's a Lord over all. I have a friend in Jesus who, who gave his life for me. And I have the help of the Holy Spirit that leads and guides me through all truth. Why in the world would I ever want to be afraid of anything in this world today? Because I need to be the voice that sends out to the message in this world that is dark and dreary and sin, that Jesus still saves. There's still hope. There's still an opportunity to turn your life around and come to Christ. That's the message, Christians, listen, that we all have. This has nothing to do with the devotion today, but this this verse in Psalm should strike a chord in our hearts. Because let's be honest, when we look at the nation today, when we look at what our leaders are doing in in, in government and in, in, in cities and states, we see the things that are happening. The the issue that I see is that we have a bunch of scared Christians that don't want to stand up and say things. We're being stamped out. We're being pushed out. We have no place in society according to what the world says because we don't we don't stand up and say nothing. Everybody else's agenda is being pushed. I mean, we just celebrated Pride Month for crying out loud not too long ago. And I'm sorry, but that's an abomination to God. Amen. And, and if we don't stand and start and start pushing our agenda, and I'm not saying our agenda is a bad thing because what we should be pushing is Christ. What we should be sharing is the gospel. What we should be helping people is to understand that they're going to die and go to hell without Christ. Our agenda is that one of hope, not of anything that's going to push people out of morality. Because the land, the, mora- the, the morality landscape of this country has changed over the past 20 years. And we have allowed it to happen. Christians have been silent for way too long. Hey, it's time to wake up and let our voices be heard. Amen. Man, I just get so fired up about that. I hope we get to our devotion today and finish out our study. But, you know, when we're filled with the Spirit and we, and we every day take an opportunity to be filled with the Spirit. It should stir something in our hearts when we look at the news, when we go outside our doors, when we go to the Walmart, to the grocery stores, and we see the condition of souls today. You know, we need to start looking at people through God's eyes and not our own. If we start doing that, church, hey, listen now, we'll be a better witness for Christ. Amen. We'll let the Holy Spirit work in our life like he's supposed to work or allow him to work like we're supposed to allow him to work. Let me put it that way. And we're going to see a change, not just in us, but in the way we present Christ to the world. And that's what it's about. Amen. We've been talking about our studies here about the spirit-filled life. We talked about how to have a spirit-filled life. We talked about the spirit-filled walk in this life. And we're finishing up today in the spirit-filled worship of our spirit-filled life. Amen. And when you think about worship, there's so many things that can come to mind. But the focus, the focal point of this particular area in our spirit life, in our spirit-filled life, is how we worship that will bring honor and glory to God. I hope you have your Bibles, have your coffee on hand, and maybe a notebook or something to write in. And take your Bibles, and let's go back to Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. Our study is going to be coming out of this pretty much the rest of the time as we look at the spirit-filled life. 
and we have so many more to go through. Uh, today's going to be our, our final uh, chapter here in this study of the Spirit-Filled Worship, but next week we're going to be looking at the Spirit-Filled Submission. Amen. As we continue looking through the book of Ephesians, chapter 5 and through the end of chapter 6. So let's look at your Bibles again in Ephesians chapter number 5, and we're looking at verse number 19. Amen. Verse number 19. And as we've been looking at this verse here, uh, we're looking at both verse 19 and 20, but 19 is really where we're kind of focusing a lot of our attention on uh, for this study. So the Bible says in verse 19, speaking to yourself, I'm sorry, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making medley in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, as we've been in our study here, we've looked at a couple of elements already in the spirit-filled worship. We looked at the description of a spirit-filled worship, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns. The description is laid out for us in verse 19. We looked also at the, um, not just the description, but we also looked at the depth of the spirit-filled worship, amen? And that talked about uh, the singing and making medley into your heart. You know, if, if our heart is right, if our heart is right with God, our worship will be right. And that's where everything lies, is in the heart of every Christian. Where is your heart at today? Amen. What is your heart set upon? Where is your love set upon? And if our heart is right and our focus is right, our worship will be like it's supposed to be. So today, as we finish up part four of our study, I want to look at the direction of the Spirit-filled worship, the direction of the Spirit-filled worship. So we're going to take the remainder of our time. We'll go through this as we go back to Psalm 5. Uh, I'm sorry. I keep saying Psalm. Ephesians. As we keep going back to Ephesians chapter 5, back to verse number 19, the last part of that verse where it says, Make a medley in your heart to the Lord. Now, when Paul speaks about our spiritual worship, he says that we are to manifest a heartfelt worship in songs that both glorify God and edify the church. Nothing that proceeds out of our mouth that should be anything to break down the church or to not give glory to God. Remember, the Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, I believe it is, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And so our life, our direction, our path has to glorify God. If you go back in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29, just a few verses up from where we're at right now, the Bible says, Paul, Paul writes, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So our worship must be heartfelt, and it must glorify God, and it must edify the church. When he says here we're to be speaking to yourselves in verse 19, he is speaking about the ministry of edification. Our worship to the Lord is a blessing to other members of the body of Christ. Now, that's not our goal. Our goal is not to be a blessing to them, amen, out as much as we want to be. Because if our focus is changed to that, then our worship may not be heartfelt. It may not be directed where it ought to be directed, which is to the Lord. Look at that verse again. Singing and making medley in your heart to the Lord. Not to the congregation, not to the people who listen, but to the Lord. 
And if it blesses you, hey, let me tell you something. If your worship to the Lord blesses you, it will bless other people. Amen. It will bless other Christians in that same way. When someone sings a special music, when a special song, personally, it helps me to grow in my faith. When I hear the words of that song, but not just that, but when I see their worship in that song. See, a song should not be sung in a church just because you like it. It should be sung in a church because it brings glory to God and it edifies the church. You have the opportunity in that song to worship God from your heart, not from just your mind. Amen? When the choir sings in hymns and spiritual songs, when we had a choir, we, we've not had a choir now for almost two years now since this pandemic uh, has 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 kind of crippled a lot of things in our ministries. We're trying to get back to those. But I have not had my choir sing in quite some time. But in the times that we were, we were directing our choir and we would, we would be preparing for some cantatas for like Christmas or Easter or some special event, it brought my heart joy that as we were practicing these songs and then as we actually sang them for the congregation to look at my choir and to see the worship that they give to God through these songs blesses my heart. Amen. When we join our voices together in a hymn, it serves to lift let me say, it serves to lift our hearts and it causes us to worship the Lord. It causes us to band together and to raise our hands up and cry hallelujah, amen, and praise the Lord. Worship has to be heartfelt, amen. While there's a sense in which we sing to be a blessing to others, the real direction of our worship has to be to the Lord. That's what scripture says, amen. It doesn't say anything else. It says, singing and make a medley in your heart to the Lord. And so let's keep that focus. The direction of a spirit-filled worship is not the direction to the church, but is it is direction to the Lord because that direction, that contact, and that focus, as it blesses you, will bless the church. Amen. So that is why we should lift our voices in praise, in adoration, glory, and honor to the Lord who gave himself to redeem us, amen, from our sins. No one else did what he did for us. No one else will ever do what he did for us, amen. Because he is the son of God, he died for our sins. He took our sins upon him. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. Can I get an amen right there? He was raised on the third day and he is at the right hand of the father preparing a place for all who put their faith and trust in him. Now, if that doesn't bring you to a point to where your heart is filled with the love of God and you worship him with that kind of love, maybe you're not saved. And I even hate to say that statement because salvation is not a, from a person to person. Salvation is from you and the Lord. That's it. Only you and the Lord know that. But let me tell you something. If you are saved, if you are a born-again child of God, blood bought by the precious blood of Jesus, a full-time believer in God, let me tell you something. It will show in your worship. Amen? It will show in your worship. One of the real problems in music is, music is really the tone that sets our worship unto God. Amen? One of the real problems in modern Christian music today is the fact that it has become a lucrative source of income for those who sing it. Now, listen, I am all for making a living. Amen. I'm all for you know uh, supporting your family and paying your bills. I'm all for that. 
God has given us that responsibility. We're to be good stewards of that. Amen. I am all for that. But when you are singing music to the Lord only to make money, only to get famous, only to make your name be heard, then you are doing it for the wrong reason. Amen. Morning, Brother Chris. It's good to see you on here with us. That is the problem with modern Christian music today. It's a lucrative source of income for many. It's not a source of worship anymore. My wife and I had an opportunity, it's been several years ago now, that we went to what's called Winter Jam Fest. And it was a lot of uh, different artists, contemporary artists and everything. And uh, we went to that. We went to the concert, and, and I enjoyed a lot, of, a lot of contemporary artists that sing songs that causes me to worship. But when I'm watching these people on the stage, amen, Brother Chris, you're exactly right about that. When I watch them on the stage... And then you hear them sing their songs. It's almost exactly like it sounds on their CD. Hey, Brother Stephen Phillips with us. God bless you, brother. It's almost the same way they sing it on their CDs. It's like they've got to make sure that they're articulate for every word and every uh, uh, note that they play that it matches their CD so everybody gets the, the experience. True worship, I believe in my heart, true worship when you're singing praise to God, I don't think you ever sing the same song the same way all the time. Because if it truly moves your heart, hey, listen to me now. Don't 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 shut me off just yet, okay? When you truly worship God, man, there's something that happens to you that affects your heart. And then it starts to well up in your eyes, and then it starts to affect your voice. I mean, sometimes we, we have people who sing in our church and they can't get halfway through a song before God just brings the tears to their eyes. Not tears of sorrow, but tears of joy because of the worship that is heartfelt. Now, I'm not saying that these guys that sing these at these concerts and things like that, I'm not saying that they're completely wrong. I'm sure that most of them are probably emotional about things. But true worship comes from a heartfelt move and love for God. Not a sense of, of, well, I can make money out of this. Or not a sense of, well, my, my name's going to get bigger if I keep singing it this way. It's to worship God as we're supposed to. I've heard, of church, I've heard of music groups who were invited by churches to come sing for them. Wanted to charge these churches an ungodly amount of money to come sing for them. Really? You come and sing for the money, but you won't come and sing for the worship. You have to wonder at some point, why are they doing what they do? Is it for the glory of the Lord or is it for the glory of the money and the, the adoration they get from a crowd? I'm sorry, it's hard for me to take to heart to allow anybody in our church building that will come and worship with us and to sing praises for God to the Lord, not just to us, but to the Lord, but and expect us to pay them to be here. I think an invitation ought to be extended. And yeah, a love offering, we always give a love offering to anyone we bring in our church. That's just something that we feel led to do because we see the worship that they provide. But to say, I'll charge you $3,000 come sing for a Sunday service. No wonder these big mega churches that have these, these Christian artists come sing for them charge a ticket price to come to church. <laughs> And Brother Matt Thrower says, get out of here, Brother Chris. <laughs> Don't fight over me, guys. I love both of you. But would you agree with me to say that? That these big mega churches charge 
their own congregation to come to church because they have a special guest that's singing for them. Why do they do that? Because these artists are charging the churches to come sing for them. I'm sorry. Again, it has to come to a point where you've got to ask, what are you doing? Why are you doing what you do? This is not glorifying God. This is not edifying the church. This is raising up your standard to some type of music industry that Lord knows is probably not godly to begin with. I know I'm probably going to get some flack about this and be honest with you. I don't care. This is the truth of the word of God. The Bible says, singing and making medley in your heart to the Lord. Not to a crowd, not to uh, popularity, not to fame. I'm sorry, I get fired up about this. I really do. This, it irritates me to no end to see these churches charge their congregations to come to church just to hear somebody sing. I'm sorry. That irritates the fire out of me. If it isn't for the Lord, God doesn't want it. I'll tell you right now. Look, Let me challenge you. Read the book of Amos. Amen. Read the book of Amos. God told ancient Israel that didn't want to hear that he did not want to hear their chants. He didn't want to hear their their cries, their their repetition things over and over and over again. If it isn't for the Lord and not from the heart, God does not want it. Amen and amen. <laughs> I'm I'm watching brother Chris and brother Matthew here going back and forth to each other. Amen. <laughs> you guys crack me up. I love y'all. So we need to be sure that what we do and all that we do has to come from the heart to the Lord. Amen. That is the only motive where he will bless us, and that is the only worship he will accept. So when we look at the spirit-filled life and the spirit-filled worship here, speaking and to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making medley in your heart to the Lord, it would lead us when our heartfelt worship is right to do what verse 20 says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, Christians, we need to understand that a spirit-filled life can only be lived if we're filled with the Spirit. I go back to verse 18. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That is the only way we can serve God. Amen. You can't do it on your own. Jesus said that in, in, in John chapter 15. You cannot do it on your own. So let's take to heart this spirit-filled life. And I pray that your worship is heartfelt and truly that of the love of God in it. Amen. If it's not for the glory of God, if it's not for the edifying of the church, it should not and better not be sung in the church. Amen. Sing a song that brings worship to you, and I promise you, it will follow and filter to everybody else, and it will bring worship to their hearts. Amen? So as we conclude this study on the Spirit-filled worship, I pray we take to heart what God is telling us here in Psalms. I keep saying Psalms. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19. Make it a, a verse to memorize, and let it help you to sing unto the Lord. Amen. Uh, let's see what else they're doing here for us. This is bad not to be filled with the Spirit as it is to be drunk. Huh. Amen, Brother Chris. Amen. We talked about how to have the Spirit for life, and we really talked about that verse, and we want to go back to some of our podcasts 
I can't think of the episode it is right now, but if you go back around between 11 and 15, I think it is, and you will hear about how we can be filled with the Spirit and what it means to not be drunk with wine wherein is excess. Amen. I hope you have a good day today. I know it's Monday, uh, but I trust that your rest of your work week will be a great week. And take to heart the meditation on God's Word to know that that is the right prescription for every Christian. Amen. Thanks for everybody that tuned in live here on our Facebook. And for those listening in our podcast, thank you for being uh, subscribing to our podcast. Continue to share the God's Word out into an untruthful world and help us to spread the love of God every day. Amen. Don't forget to join us on Friday for Faithful Friday at 12 noon as we're going to be having the Farley family with us, Brother Eric and Miss Emily, as we'll be interviewing them and sharing their testimonies and their ministry right here on Thy Word is True Ministries. Amen. So until then, God bless. Have a great day. Remember, it is Monday, but we don't have to have the case of the Mondays because you need to take your meds from the from the word of god amen take your meditation as you ought to and we'll see you next time right here on monday meds god bless have a great day guys jesus died to save a world that's lost up on calvary he cried i know the truth he rose again this man he was all god and our god he was all man and he's coming back